Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a damn go again. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick your favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome to episode two of the Boomtron Podcast. I told yeah, you, I see. I, yeah, I'm working on it. I stressed the D out. I said it. <laughs> I told you I, my kids were making fun of you because it was funny. They were like, yo, Diego doesn't know how to say podcast. First episode you, joke. First episode joke, everybody. It's because you guys are listening with accents. So uh, I got you guys. I, I'm going to make sure I enunciate everything. But we're here. Episode two. Talking Netflix original. I'm Diego. I got Damon with me. Yeah. Where we at, D? D&D. We're going to start talking about the Big Flower Fight. So this was released on May 18th, Season 1. And it's about 10 pairs of florists, sculptures, and garden designers that you know face off in this fight to see who can build some of these grand sculptures, garden sculptures. And I think the prize is they get to put one of their sculptures in a famous place in London. I'm not a geography yes. person, but I believe that's what it is. Right. And you, you, you got to put flower designers in quotation marks, at least for me, because I felt like a lot of the people there were, you know, they were they had experience with like arrangements and flower shop. But I felt like the majority of them, they kept saying, I've never done something like this before. This is a real challenge. I've never done this. I've never done that. Yeah. And, and again, for me, you know, I was super excited about this, but this is one that I only got through four episodes of and it was tough. And you know, as we you know, kind of thought it was going to be something a little different. But the problem was I didn't love anybody. I didn't hate anybody. And it just just didn't do it. After four episodes, I kind of had to, you know, mail it in and, and call it quits. It just there, there wasn't a lot for me there in terms of excitement. Again, one of the things that, you know, was kind of weird for me was it was, you know, I wasn't like overwhelmed by any of the sculptures. There was great stuff there and stuff that I couldn't do, but there was just a lot of, you know, moss and there was a <laughs> lot of, you know, stuff like that. And again, I think one of the tough parts was, you know, making sure that they had to keep those flowers alive until judging kind of made them build a little different. I think that was kind of part of what I, you know, wasn't really about. And then again, it was nothing that just overwhelmed me. It did, nothing overwhelmed me. So, and, go ahead. And here, here's the plot twist, right? I made fun of you about wanting to watch the show. I'm yep. the one that ended up having to finish it because I, I watched all eight episodes, right? And you said something, I don't know if you said it in the first episode, you said it off air about finding someone that you kind of support and then you're going to yes. root for it throughout the whole episode, the whole season. And I'll admit that the first two, three episodes before, because I feel like the show kind of took a long time to really letting you into these people and who they were and like you connecting no, with them. I, I, yeah. And it's tough because I think you have to do that when there's, you know, 10 groups of people to start with, right? The, the episodes would be too long. So, you know, that that's, you know, kudos to the editing people for figuring out who they're going to show and what they're going to show. But yeah, I, I can understand that. But But I did find that I did finally latch on to someone by, I believe, episode four or five was Ryan and Andrew. Uh, one of them had the one tooth. And 
they they created some really really amazing pieces the one that really stands out to me was the infinity mirror with the purple and yellow plants if you ask me the name of any of these plants i couldn't give it to you the only one i knew was the the succulents and mm-hmm. the hy- hy- hydrangea Hydra- yeah hydrangea <laughs> so so i think for them they were artists right i think that was the big thing so believe that Andrew was a photographic artist and um, gosh what did what did Ryan do I think he was an art as well I think that probably you know was better fitted to something like this like I said my wife is really into flower arranging and things like that and she gave up after one episode I only got to episode four because my daughter and myself watched it and even my daughter was kind of not on board I was I was expecting more like Zumbo's on Netflix, which is, you know, a pastry sort of show, that is kind of what I expected in Flowers. And, and that's not necessarily what we got. We got something that was more, uh, I, I don't know. It just, it's tough because one, I'm not going to be doing this sort of work. We're watching like a baking show. So like on Zumbo's Just Desserts, I was like, okay, I'd never be able to bake any of that stuff. But you kind of pick up a little things. You got to go, hmm, that's interesting. And I did enjoy the hosts of that show. So that mm. made it more interesting. And that's a but, good point. Yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't enjoy these hosts. Like it took a lot for me every time they talk or every time they made like a flower pun when they were calling <laughs> the troops in. Yeah. I just, I was like, Ugh, come on. Like, don't, don't be too cheesy. Yeah. Like, there's like it a line. It definitely showed. It definitely showed. And, and Zumbos, again, I think the other thing is, like I said, I, there's somebody that I didn't necessarily care for. So somebody to root against a little bit where I didn't dislike any of these people and I didn't love any of these people. You know, as, as I started to get into it, the episode that really did me in and kind of summed up why I wasn't in love with this show was the episode where they did the dresses made out of flowers. And for me, what the judges or, you know, whoever was behind the scenes was kind of showing as, you know, hey, this is what you want to do, was so far beyond what the contestants produced that, again, it was like if, if the contestants were able to produce something at least similar to what they had envisioned before the mm-hmm. judging it would have been a show that I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Cause that dress that they put together was phenomenal. That purple dress. Oh, yeah, the purple. yeah, that was crazy. And then to boot, the problem was, is that who I thought should have won that episode didn't win the episode. And I was just like mad, right? I was so mad. You, so you were poor sport and that's why you gave up. I got it. <laughs> you know, it was one of those shows where there's so much more to watch these days. There's so much that you can't even watch it all anymore. You know, growing up, it was different. There was only so many shows you enjoyed. Now there's just so many shows. It's like books. There's so many books out there. Like, if I don't like a show, I'm out. I'm out. I'm going to go watch something else. There's other things for me to watch. I, I can't believe I even made it that many episodes, to be <laughs> honest with you. All right. So. so you gave up on The Flower Show, but I know what show you didn't give up on. No, I did and not give w- up on The Hollow. And that was The Hollow. So let's talk Hollow then. Okay, so Hollow, we have the first season was June 2018. And then this season just released this month on May 8th. So I actually watched the first season when it came out. My middle son was the one that brought it up to me. And he was like, hey, you know, go watch the show. And the ending of season one was phenomenal. So it was wow. And I even got to watch that show with my daughter. Because again, even though she was a little bit younger, I believe it's Y7. So the show was was entertaining for adults and kids, I kind of thought, you know, maybe a little bit, it could be a teeny bit scary in some parts for season one, but I, I didn't think it was that bad at all. So I enjoyed watching it, but season two for me was difficult as, as somebody who likes to see a completion. Like I said, 
I'm a huge Gravity Falls fan. So this show, did it need a season two? I, I think that's the big question that I kind of had. We ended season one with Vanessa and kind of understanding where she, you know, was in that cheating. So as we talk about, we never give a good description of the show. So we, we're kind of just <laughs> hoping that you've seen the show or that's why you're listening. I don't know. I think, you know, as we get bigger, we're going to need to kind of talk about the show first. So people that haven't seen it. And again, right. these are all spoilers. We are not stopping ourselves from spoilers. That's not the sort of show we have here. So season one, right? They wake up and they have no idea, right? They're in the video game, but they don't know they're in the video game. And, and this I is animated, like, yeah, which this is, is an- which is again going to be something that comes up. So keep that in mind. So and I like that. I like that whole video game feel. Like they're solving cha- challenges or puzzles. I love that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like that. We're in the matrix and we gotta it, figure out how to get out of it. It draws you in quickly from episode one, and that's what I enjoyed about the show. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I want to know what's going on. So once they figure out that they're in the video game, they're trying to figure out a way to get out, and they finally make it out, Adam, uh, Mira, and Kai, they, they get out, right? Mm-hmm. And then Vanessa gives Kai like a wink, and you see like a glimmer in her eye, and that's how well, season one ends. And, and that's after the big reveal of the fact that it's real life, and they're just in a video game, right? So right. that's what we see. So then, okay, so we kind of know what's going on in season one, so let's talk about where season two kind of falls apart for me. Like... You know, I guess we need to know what the story is, because at the end of the day, what we're talking about is, all right, you know, could they have ended it there? All right, we wouldn't really have known why they were in the game, which we still don't actually know after season two, which is a little frustrating. And season two brings up so many questions for me, and I don't think that they're questions that can necessarily be answered. So if I take season two at face value as just being an adventure, because what happens is they go back into the game, or so we kind of think... You know, they're not really in the game. It's just, you know, the company has scanned their brains and stuck some sort of digital facsimile of them into... And they're stuck in the game, right? They're kind of just stuck there with other teams playing now. So when I was watching that part, it reminded me a little bit of, you know, it's not a Netflix show, but Westworld. Because that's kind of what they were doing. What they were stealing, like, the people's almost like... uh, like digital mind footprint kind of thing, right? Yep. And so I I I almost felt like season two was going to be like brand new cast of people. I didn't expect them to be back in the video game. And I feel like for me, I would have much rather have been a brand new set of people. Like a brand new characters and everything. Yeah, I, I think that's where it's just so difficult. So we can kind of run through this. Let let me tell you some of the things that I didn't like. Okay. So they're fighting their fears. And I think to myself, okay, so they're fighting their fears, but why couldn't one just fight the other person's fears? And okay, so then they end up doing that. But it just seemed like that took a while to get there. And this whole fear thing was kind of weird. Like who was in control of that and why? So what ends up happening is that they're stuck in here and you know, it's kind of this Asimov thing where are they alive? That's kind of what we get to in this season outside of the adventures. Like, are they alive? Because they are digital representations of somebody that was alive. And it's kind of their scanned brain patterns, you know, a la Star Trek transporter. <laughs> and that's what we have in this season is, okay, so if they're alive and they don't want to be shut out of the game because they're, in theory, a glitch, you know... What does that mean? And their regular selves are kind of going along and, you know, in the real world, we can imagine and doing with their no, thing. Yeah, we yeah. have no idea what's happening in the game. 
Yep, that they're still kind of stuck in the game. So I don't know if I love that. That's been overdone. You know, are you alive? Are you not alive? Is a digital representation alive if it has thoughts? I I didn't necessarily dig that. But then the other question that comes up is, why are they even playing the game? And how does everybody know each other, right? Here's the weird thing. So <laughs> they bring in Kai because, right, Reeve, who has the best power. Like, Reeve should just dominate the game because he has the best power of all time, telekinesis. And he can do anything, you know. So how he doesn't just dominate is is a little weird to me. But Or even Skeet before, you know, R.I.P. Skeet, right? <laughs> he's, he's the fastest dude in the world, like some of the powers seem overpowered and then you have Kai who can fly with his fire power but... I, I'm, I'm gonna stop you for a second man Go ahead. I could deal with less Kai I know I, I'm pretty sure the creators like made it so like I would be annoyed with Kai and they did a perfect job with that but uh, it was like it was like too much of Kai I, I just couldn't take his whining and I liked Kai that's funny I, I couldn't do it man I couldn't do him I couldn't I, I he, I just found him extremely annoying at times. Yeah, but again, my biggest thing is his power, right? So you have him, and then you have... So Kai can fly, and so can Vanessa. But Vanessa can only fly. Kai can fly and shoot fireballs. So, they, so like, there's this differentiation of powers. Like, if these are all top-notch gamers, who picks flying? Right? Sure. Like, who picks flying? So I don't understand, A, why they're in the game to begin with. And, and maybe that's something that they're going to tell us in a future season. But I also don't understand why they're so close friends. So they're all friends, but then they didn't know Kai was rich. And then Reeve and Adam are best friends, and they're in the same game together? Like, competing against each other? Why is all that? It seems like everyone knew everybody, but then they didn't know everybody. It was just, that was tough for me to figure out, like, what's going on. And maybe that's something that's explained. Maybe it's some, you know, I don't know, Mockingjay stuff. We're all from the same district and we don't know what's going on. But it's just, it seemed weird that they all knew each other, you know, from a gaming standpoint. And again, who picks flying? You're a gamer and you pick <laughs> flying? What's wrong maybe, with you? Of course she's was... the one that cheated because she had a stinky power. Maybe she was a Superman fan. But Superman can do more than fly. All right, all right. For, well, then you forget, or you don't forget, but you didn't mention Weirdy, right? The host of oh, the show. Probably my favorite character in the whole thing. The only reason yeah. that I continue to watch. I, so, I shouldn't say that. That's a little harsh because I, I did enjoy season two, but <laughs> I didn't love it as much as season one. So, so you have him, right? And he's yep. trying to like sabotage the company, the Hollow Company. So the company that pays him and that made him famous, he's willing to sabotage over three pretty much glitches at this point. You buy that? I don't know if he has like a moral compass where he's like, you know, they're stealing these people's minds and create creating these digital avatars of them to run wild in the in the digital world. Like, what's the end game for that company? I guess. And, and does he know the end game? And that's why he needs the glitch's help to sabotage but, the company. But he's he's not even sabotaging. He's just taking a world offline and being able to stick these three digital representations or two at this point, right? Because you know. Again, R.I.P. My man, right? So <laughs> these representations. Oh no, we have Kai still. We just we lost. Uh, we lost Skeet. Skeet. Yeah. So five. Should... These five people. Then my my bad. So these five people on their own server just to live out their digital existence, which in theory would be forever. Is he willing to risk everything over code? Right, and that's yeah. where it becomes that Asimov thing. So is it code or is it 
real life people. I don't know. I will tell you though, the doctor, when they were in the, the doctor's house with the liquid stuff, yep. that was dope. Oh, with a snail, he could control them. Yeah, that was dope. I did like that. I did like that. I just, season two kind of just, once they started battling the other team who was like in the game, like, and mm-hmm. they were just trying to win the game. Like that's the only part I started to enjoy when they started to battle them. They had the races with the cars and they were trying to, and they were like saving them, but trying to beat them with the giant robot. Like that was cool. I enjoyed the action of it. And I enjoyed season two where like each board or level had like a little theme to it. Like they had like the fairy tales in one and then they had the Vikings in the other one. Like I I did enjoy that. But like you said, season one was just for me. And I guess it'll sound very cliche, like, very new, very different in terms of what it was. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. I had the luxury of being able to bang out season one and go right into season two with no wait. You had to wait, what What was it, a couple years? Yeah. I mean, close to two years. And, and I expected, unfortunately, a little more. Now, at the end of season two, we get the snail coming back into their server, per se. So we know that they're not on their own server, right? That's what we kind of can understand from the end of that. And I just was kind of like... <sighs> really? Like, you know, this is where we're at now. I just, I don't know what the end is. The only thing that would, would again, make it worthwhile is if there's this huge reveal in the real world. Now, check this out. What if all of a sudden we now go season three and it's all real world? I was thinking, I was just mm. thinking maybe a little half and half where the real world counterparts are like, hey, what's going on? Like, maybe they see something or they see their avatar. Like, maybe some- the avatar send a message to them somehow. Something Ooh, that like, might be interesting, like an email or something, right? <laughs> exactly. I feel, email. I feel like, I feel like that's the only way they can go at this point is to kind of have a little back and forth, real world, digital world. Yeah, I think the overall story or overall theme feels, like I said, very, you know, robots, sentient robots are robots alive when they can <laughs> make those decisions, and yeah, that's just been so played for me that I'm like, oh, like that's where it was tough. I, it wasn't, it wasn't one of those things where I was all in the whole time i was like ah, i can wait till tomorrow to watch this you know where the first season i was like yo i gotta keep watching like i gotta see what's going on i, I want to know what's happening next yeah i mean i banged out the first season i would say in less than a weekend i would say like two days okay where yeah. season two i was like yeah i can wait man i could feel i could i could watch another show right now like there yeah. wasn't there wasn't that like energy for me to be i want to see what happens i want to see what happens because it's almost like each episode until the very end was kind of like drawn out for me. Yeah, and that's what I would say too. It, it was it was definitely good, and it's definitely worth a watch if you haven't watched it before. You know, the Hollow season one and season two are, are definitely watchers. Now we can talk about a show that is on my favorites list, right? We can talk about Kipo, right? Since that's coming, let's see, what is that? June twelfth? Is that when it is? June twelfth. Yes. So that's season two of Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beast. We talked a little bit uh, about it. Well, at least I talked a little bit about it on episode one of the podcast. But now you've watched it, right? I did. I did my homework like a good boy. (laughs) You have to. And I have to say, I'm a a fan. I like Kipo more than I like The Hollow. Right off the bat. Oh, I would agree. That's, That's not even a question for me. Kipo is just so well done. And again, season one has been out. So we're more going to talk about what we're looking forward to in season two. Now, what's interesting about this specific show is that I've actually spoken to 
the writer and creator of the webcomic. And I was able to spend some time with them and do an, an interview and kind of got a feel of, you know, th- they definitely would not tell me what was planned upcoming. But what they did do is they kind of had this interesting take on what they think about Kipo in terms of, you know, where it's going. And this was more of one of those ones where, you know, they kind of said it's more about the journey mm-hmm. than, you know, kind of coming around to a completed story at this point. So, you know, Radford even said, he said, you know, he was a fan of the Cone brothers and he likes to tell a lot of stories. And that's what kind of he was going to do is to tell a lot of different stories versus a story that goes on forever. Right. What I really enjoyed about Kipo that I can't say for other shows that I liked just about every single character that was introduced in the show. Oh, the characters are what make the show. Like, whether it was Kipo herself, where it was Dave, Benson, one of the frogs, one of the mega beasts, Mandu, any like Kipo were... was actually probably my least favorite of the characters, to be honest with you. I enjoyed her because even though she was kind of like naive at the beginning, like I like her arc, like her character arc. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I like how she like grows into it, and then you find out that she's half human, half mute. Like I like that, and yeah. I, 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 and, I, and the show has like a swag to it. Oh, it does. I mean, when you have Jizza, you know, as <laughs> one of the wolves, I mean, that's that's a big thing. Now, what's interesting about that is talking to them both. I had kind of asked them. I said, "Hey, you know, if you could get anybody else beside, you know, for for the second season," and they were like, "We want all the Wu Tang. Like that's what oh. we want." Now, I don't know if they're able to pull off something like that, but gosh, wouldn't that be great, right? Is that if they could get some more of the Wu Tang? Because yeah, they the, the wolves are awesome. The wolves are great. The frogs are great. Jamal, Jamak, yeah, phenomenal. I, I I still think that the bunnies though, and and the <laughs> the the lumber, the timber cats, the timber cats are Yumian. How can you not mess with Yumian's song? <laughs> like that's that's fire, man. And then I still I do I like Scarlemagne as the kind of the enemy. So what are we going to see in season two? So that's going to be out in a little while. I mean, we're obviously going to kind of find out what Scarlemagne and Kipo's dad are doing, the, right? Well, at the end of that episode, Scarlemagne is like, "Oh, long time no see." So yeah. they had some kind of relationship where they knew each other before Scarlemagne was Scarlemagne because the dad calls him Hugo, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so I'm thinking I like a backstory and I want to know what that backstory is. Like before yes. like before I got the wolf's backstory, I was like, what's wolf's backstory? I wanna know. How did she become wolf? Why is she like this, right? So I I'm hoping I see that backstory of the relationship of Scarlemagne and Keeper's well, dad. And I think that they did such a great job. So it was funny because this was a webcomic and once DreamWorks started to get involved, they stopped the webcomic because I was always like, hey, so do you have any more of that webcomic? Because, you know, one of the things they did do is they they toned down Benson, toned him down, they didn't tone him down. What they did is they made him younger. So Benson was like kind of this big old lumberjack dude and they turned him into, you know, a younger kid for the show. So they aged him down so that, you know, they wouldn't always be looking to an older adult you know, as they went through this adventure. Right. But for for me, it's, the, man, the bunnies were phenomenal. I love the bunnies, man. But Wolf's story was so well done, and you just didn't expect it. I really, truly didn't expect that. And that's what kind of was the first time I said, this is special. 
This is a special show. This is one of those shows, if you haven't watched, you're just messing up. That's what I tell everyone I talk to. Hey, have you seen Keepo? They're like, no, you're messing up. You're messing up then, man. You're just messing up. Well, I recommended the show. I recommended the show to my boy Dre, and he's watched, and he's watched the first four episodes. He said the first episode, he's like, I don't know, man. I was like, Joe, just give it time. Like, the first episode is always like, you're like, eh. I I always say, you got to give something at least three. Yeah, three, three is like the magic number for me. If by the third episode you're not feeling it, then it's not for you, right? He got into that second episode with the, and then he got into the Timber Cats. The Timber Cats is what drew him in, man. He was like, yeah, Yumyun's the jam. <laughs> yeah. So he got into once he got to the Timber Cats, he's like, this is good, man. This is a good. Yeah, show. I, I like like I said, I, I think they did a great job in all the characters. So yeah, season two, I'm hoping to obviously we're gonna hopefully find out what's going on with Scarlet Mane and um, Kipo's dad. What else are we looking for? I mean, to find out what goes on with the frogs. I mean, the wolf thing is: are we kind of done? Are we? Are we I think. Are we, are we I done seeing Jizz? Like, there's a lot of questions. I think that the show makes you ask throughout the show, right? Obviously, I, I said the one about Scarlet May and the dad. Like, what's their relationship in the past, right? Then my my next question is like. How is Kipo half mute, half human? Well, that's like, interesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where's that? Where's that coming from? Then I'm always thinking, like, man, how did this world become this way? How did these animals become mega beasts? Like, you know what I mean? So, I, I'm hoping some questions got answered. Obviously, then I don't. I mean, if, unless they just want to finish in two seasons, they're not going to answer every question right off the bat. When right? that, and that's what I worry about for something like this. And Netflix does a great job at not canceling shows. Gosh, if this was on regular TV, I'd be super worried, right? <laughs> but Netflix usually does a good job at letting things finish up. I'm just worried that we're not going to get all the answers, and I hope we do. That That's always been kind of the, the point for me for these over, you know, arcing stories is let me get all the answers I need so I don't have to think about it, right? So. Right. I'm looking forward to the same things you are. You know, what happened to this world? Do we go back that far? Is it even about the world? Like, do we care? Like, I don't know about that. You know, it's 200 years in the future. Yep. Gosh, it's 200 years in the future and we have, like, you know, hip-hop wolves and disco bees. But, like... <laughs> the bees are just, dope. Yeah, the bees are dope, right? That's maybe that's kinda, how we, yeah, maybe that's that's how we get... Maybe that's how we get the Wu-Tang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, right? We that get with the bee, be right? They're the kings of the bees or something, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of good characters here, and and I'm definitely looking forward to season two. I don't know if it's going to hit as hard as season one for me. Mm -hmm. I just don't know. I'm I'm hoping, but I I don't know what could happen to make it hit that hard. Hmm. You know, that's the problem. They they did a good job. Like I said, they did a real good job with the characters. And for me, being able to, I guess, connect with the characters and being able to be like, I'm with this character. I'm going to ride out with this character. Yeah. I yeah. think is important for a show because then like you're attached to the story and you're not looking at things like, well, that doesn't make sense. You're just riding out with the character. Yeah. And I guess there is a lot to kind of figure out about Scarlamane. I think that's probably what we're going to see a lot of in, in season two is, you know, that relationship. And hopefully we get a bunch of new characters as well, which I'm sure we will. And if they're at the same level. Yes. Then we're in for a treat in general. There's a lot to this world, right? Cause it's earth. And we've seen a very, very small part of it. I mean, right. what was, Joan Jett was one of the snakes, right? If I remember yep. correctly. Yep, Joan Jett was one of the snakes. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, again, even when they're not doing anything and they're just on this journey to get somewhere. And I think that's where 
you know, Bill and, and Rad were kind of talking about, you know, and that's what they were trying to say is that you're going to see a lot of interesting stuff just in the journey. And there's been some phenomenal characters for sure. Well, that, that's by, definitely it. by far, my favorite is Dave the Bug. That keeps like mutating or transforming, uh, and, and and Dion Cole is so funny. <laughs> yes, his voice is swag. That's it. Yeah, his voice. Is oh, swag. it definitely is. Because watching him in Blackish is the same thing, right? Like, it's just it makes sense. Yeah. So. And you mentioned Joan Jett. You got Jizza. You got Joan Jett. Then you got Sterling Brown from uh, This Is Us, who's Keepo's dad. He does the voice for Keepo's dad. Yeah. So so I like I like it, and I like where they're going and i just i hope like you said that season two lives up to what season one was yeah yeah and again i think in terms of characters it will it's just a matter of story i hope that the overarching story of scarlamane lives up to kind of the test and i I wonder what happens after the season are we going to see the end of scarlamane is that what we see or you know they still haven't you know figured out what they're going to do I guess in terms of where everyone's going at this point, right? Like where are all the humans? Cause the humans are stuck underground because of all these mutes out. So where does that interaction between the mutes and the humans, you know, finish up? Maybe Kipo is part of like that human evolution. And she's kind of going to be like the bridge between the humans and the mutes. And, and, she, and then we're just going to have a bunch of Kipos. I mean, maybe, right. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how that all transpired with Kipo. You know, well, I could always, I, I could always see one of those things where, like, Scarlamagne's part of, like, a bigger cabal, cartel kind of thing where, like, he's just one piece of the puzzle. And then it just grows, like, a worldwide national thing kind of thing. I almost wish, and again, this is me just being, you know, greedy about what I want. I almost wish there was, like, something that Kipo needed to do to save the world. But again, it's not necessarily what the story that they want to tell. But that's what I like. I, I Sometimes I kind of stick what I like in there and, and look for it. <laughs> and that's a problem. I have to just, you know, like what I see. But it is definitely top 10 animated shows of all time for me. Wow. Yeah. Top 10. Yeah, top 10. It's that, it's that good. Season one is that good. Couldn't stop watching it. My daughter loves it. Absolutely loves it. So did now did you watch with your son or you just watched by yourself? He I he caught a couple episodes here and there. My son just loves adventure, man. Anything with action and fighting and people yelling and going into war battle, like he's all into it. So he loved those parts. I don't think he's ready yet for like where there's dialogue and they're talking, like when Wolf's talking to people about like the what happened to her and why she mm-hmm. like was afraid. Like once that happens, he like turns around and plays with his toys or something you know yeah it's probably a little little young so that's definitely a show we're looking forward to and that's next month which is great right so, yeah, so you, you watched another show too that i didn't watch <laughs> so i watched this show it's called um chichi patos all right it goes by chichi patos but it's also on netflix it's also called the unremarkable juan queenie all right so it's a spanish show with english subtitles which is always a little mind-boggling for me because I'll listen, but I'm also reading, and it just, I can't not do both, which is weird for me. <laughs> but the show was produced in Colombia. Uh, it stars Antonio Sanit, who is the main star. He's Juan Morales. He's the great Joaquini. Uh, Maria Cecilia Sanchez is the mom. 
Uh, and then you have Marie, Marina Gomez, who is also in Netflix, The Queen of the Flow. So you have some well-known people, even uh, Juan, um, Antonio Sanit. He actually did like a stand-up on Netflix as well. Okay. So, so there's some well-known people. Uh, and I like the show, man. And I want to tell you the main reason I like this show. It's a really good laugh. It's cheesy, and I know I mentioned that I didn't like like in the flower show that it was too cheesy. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is the right amount of cheesy because it's funny. And Joaquini reminds me a lot of my dad and my grandpa because okay. he has like these like cheesy mannerisms. Like when he does a magic trick, he's like magico tropical. Like like it's like that real like you're like you laugh at that. Yeah. And it's like and my dad my dad and my grandpa always had this like joke where they would like roll up a piece of paper, right, fold it in half put it on your finger and then he'd be like say ring ring three times and you'd be like ring 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 and then he'd pick up the paper put it to his ear like it's a phone and walk away like he's taking the call <laughs> he, he, you're laughing right because it's so ridiculous and so like stupid but you laugh and he, yeah. my dad my dad did this joke at a wedding like last summer and people were dying and so i immediately from episode one like see this connection with juan joaquini and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm in, man. I'm in because now I'm like, oh, man, this is like a family thing. I'm in. And he's a, he's a magician who's trying to just make ends meet, but it's like not going well. His family's part of the act. And this drug lord is like enamored by him. He like sees him at a show and he's enamored by him. And he thinks that like Joaquini can do something for him in his business. Okay. So, so he invites Joaquini to like his big uh, like mansion to do magic. And then he makes the drug lord disappear. Like legit disappear. Like real magic. Okay. And now he can't bring him back. So now he gets arrested by like the, the, the Colombian police or whatever. And they're like, you need to bring him back. He's like, I don't know where he is. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know. And they end up like, I don't know if there's. That's the part that I'm stuck on. I don't know if there's real magic in the show or it's fake magic. And like, like Joaquini's maybe in on it and he's just acting like a fool. Okay. Because at one point, Joaquini makes his cat disappear. But hmm. again, it wasn't by on purpose that the cat like slide out and he didn't see. So like, are we not, is it going to be one of those shows where like down the line, it does like flashbacks and you see what actually happened? Okay. I might have to jump on that. We'll have to. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. So I think that the other thing that we want to start doing this episode is we're going to kind of go through again something that I didn't even know about this the coming soon list. And, and the only reason I found out about it is because you know my my wife's stuck in our room for two weeks. She just came back from traveling, so she's kind of quarantining herself for two weeks. And so I've been watching television and especially Netflix on my phone. And there's this coming soon thing that's kind of a little bit easier to find than maybe on your TV, right? right? So it shows us what's coming up soon. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through my list and then I'll let you go through your list. Cause it, we, we found out that our lists are different probably based on what we watch. So, you know, May 29th space force is coming out. And again, I'm totally looking forward to that. That's going to be a fun one. Let's see. I mean, Steve Carell is just funny, and I love space stuff. It reminds me, like, of maybe an Orville-type show, but not really, right? But I don't know. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I got Space Force on my list. It's the first one on my list as well. Okay, so that's that's good. And then after that, Fuller House. I like Fuller House. It's one of those shows that I'll turn on when there's nothing else on. And I, I pay attention, but don't have to fully pay attention to it, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, you do so, things while you're watching. You clean the, the room or you do something. I got you. Yep, so so that's on there. I don't watch Supergirl at all, so I'm looking for originals here as well. Um, Control-Z, though. I have that on my list. Yeah, so I, I skipped over a few things that I probably will not watch. Now, Control-Z is, I guess there's a hacker that begins releasing all the students' secrets, and this is in high school. Wow. And, and this girl, uh, Sophia, is looking to try to figure out who it is. I think this is good. I actually liked shows that are kind of based in high school i don't know why i just kind of do <laughs> i like to relive those times a better time so that's something that i'm kind of looking forward to as well that's on my list what else is on your list that you know you're looking forward to on this coming soon and the thing too with this is that i like it too because i hit remind me and then i feel like i don't miss out on shows because i've been feeling like i've been missing out with on shows so so i have space force like i said and i have control z uh, one show, and I mentioned it on episode one, it's Last Days of American Crime, right? Okay. That's where the, the bank robber joins a plot to commit one final act mm-hmm. before the government, like, does some line-altering signal to end all criminal behavior. It almost has a kind of like that minority report feel to it, and I love the minority report. Okay. So I, I that's definitely on my list. And I saw here this is new documentary. I'm all I'm all into documentaries, man. I love yeah. documentary. I, it's the Jeffrey Epstein documentary, so I'll probably get hooked into that somehow. Okay, yeah, I think that that will be fun. These are definitely shows that we're looking forward to. Isn't there isn't there a Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler movie as well? That's a Netflix original too, isn't it? Just go with it. Just go with it. I didn't see that on my list. Ah, oh, see, your your list is not as good as mine, I guess. Oh wait, it's all the way at the bottom. Sorry. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> yeah, so that will be something as well. There's a there's a few of those different shows that that I'm I'm kind of gonna look forward to as well. So, is there anything else that you kind of have coming up in June that you're looking forward to? That's maybe not on your list. That's something that we've just kind of seen or heard about. Like dark, I don't know. Is dark season three actually coming in June? I think it's supposed to be. It's supposed to. It's rumored. I saw season one, and it wasn't bad. It's just it's that's what I felt the, like too. It wasn't it's, bad. It wasn't bad, but I, I like when they were like season two is coming out. I was like, uh, I'll catch it maybe like when I'm done watching these other shows, and just it didn't hook me in. I was it was almost like I didn't get it at one point. Like it was too much. It was too over the all over the place at times. That's that's kind of what I felt like too. Is that it just maybe I just didn't understand enough of it to maybe, make it yeah. work for me? Because it seemed like it would be awesome, but then I'm like, wait, I, I don't understand what's going on here. That just doesn't make sense to me. So I don't know. Maybe we're what, just both dumb. <laughs> what about you? Did you have anything else? No, I mean, I think I think that was it in terms of kind of what I'm looking forward to coming up. Oh, you're you're are you gonna watch Transformers: War of Cybertron or what trilogy? Yeah, man, that's definitely I'm definitely gonna catch that. But you know what okay. I did see, and I, I I just saw this today, so I okay. don't know how legit it is or what what too much about it. But Pokemon Journeys, the series, you know anything about okay. that? No, I don't know anything about that. I'm not really a Pokemon sort of dude. Okay. Um, and it's funny because, like I said, I love animation, but I'm just I'm I'm just not a Pokemon sort of dude. So, I mean, is that something you're gonna watch or what? Yeah, man, if it's legit. I mean, I'm looking right now. It says part one coming June 12th. Okay. Dude, so June 12th is going to drop a lot of stuff. I don't know. So- <laughs> I have to take off of work or something, man. <laughs> oh, man. But, hey, June's going to be a busy month for us. You know, we got a lot of things that we're planning, right? You got some things up your sleeve that you 
Uh, I don't know if you want to mention it now or not. I, I, I do. So, well, actually, and it's funny now because now that I'm watching, before I even talk about that, now that I'm watching what's coming in June, Netflix actually has a trailer for new on Netflix in uh, twenty June 2020. Yo, Mr. Inglacious Part 2. Yo, I love that show. <laughs> Yo, do you watch that show? Mr. Iglesias? Yeah. Like Julio Iglesias? Yeah, Fluffy. Like, you don't, you've never watched that show? It's a Netflix original. It's a comedy. It's a show about him being a teacher in high school. Nah, man. I, the only Iglesias I know are Julio and Enrique Iglesias, man. <laughs> you don't know who Fluffy is? Nah, man. The comedian? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Gabriel Iglesias, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that that's a show that I've watched season one of, and, and that was good. That's actually coming in June as well. I'm trying to kind of look through the rest of the shows that are coming, and that's something I'm definitely interested in. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I think this is actually, yeah, so it has Park, po- excuse me, Pokemon Journeys, the series. It has that in this official trailer for netflix stuff that's coming out and this was released wow we should have watched this before this is released on may 20th on netflix's youtube channel okay. so if you want to look at that it kind of gives you a quick take on what's coming and so there's some pretty good stuff like i haven't seen baki but th- that looks kind of interesting and there's a athlete a which is about some you know gymnastics there's some cool stuff coming there's definitely some cool stuff. Well, coming. seems like we'll have our our plates uh, full for June. Then. Oh yeah, I mean June twelfth. It's looking like there's a few different things. You know, like I said, especially in the animated realm that are coming. And Mister Inglacius Part Two is June seventeenth, and then the rest of the stuff is here. This we need to make sure that we remember this for next time. Okay. This is I'll this is good. Oh, so now so now I got to talk about the thing that we're talking about doing. So we're gonna do something called what we said TV timeout. We'll, we'll hang with that name for that now. For now, we'll hang with that for now. We're, what we're going to do is we will get some people from Netflix shows, some people, hopefully a few people, to answer some questions. So maybe three questions, and then we'll kind of report about it on the show. So we won't necessarily have them on the show, but we'll get some answers to some of their questions. I'm thinking things like what their favorite Netflix show is besides the one they're on, obviously, mm-hmm. right? So obviously they would pick that, and you know. <laughs> Maybe some other things that we can talk to them about and, you know, be something quick that we can bring up on, you know, one of the episodes. So if there's people you'd like us to talk to, we can try. I know we already have some people from some shows already committed, I I believe. Yeah, I think so. So that would be something interesting that I'm looking forward to doing as well. Well, that sounds good to me. I I know how much you like dropping names, so I'm sure you enjoy being able to ask. Big name. You know driver. I do. You, you know I do. I, I like to be able to talk to these people. It's always it's always fun to get a different take on some of the shows that you enjoy. Like you haven't even finished up with On My Block yet, right? I, nah. know you've been slacking. Listen, you had, to, you had to do this. You had to do this so we can catch up. But On My Block, I I finally talked not only my son but to my cousin into watching it as well. It's a winner. It gets it it gets stronger as it gets you know kind of goes on, which right, I like. I, I'm about three episodes in. I told you it takes about three to make me decide, and I'm in. I like it. Okay. I like it. Yeah. So, so I'll probably, I mean, got a couple more weeks of work, and then I'll be probably banging out a lot of shows in June, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I think for, for next episode, what do we think we're going to end up talking about by next episode? That's going to be interesting. I think people are just going to have to kind of stay tuned to see what next episode is going to bring. I mean, that's the point, right, that they got to keep tuning in. 
Yeah, so what we would enjoy if everyone, we, we have a Facebook page, if you could go like that, it's Boomtron Podcast. The bigger thing is, if you like the show and, and listen to it, if you could give us a, a review on iTunes, that would be helpful. If you need to email us, what our email address is, right? Is it Diego at Boomtron.com? Don't we have That's that? Right. You can, yep. That's right. You, you can email Diego. We'll actually probably get a generic email from the podcast that will go to both of us instead of just Diego. Unless you don't want to talk to me, that's fine too. You can just talk to Diego. That's cool. Wouldn't blame them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. And, you know, expect to kind of hear more from us soon. We are an every two week podcast. If we get enough listeners, maybe we would turn it into an every week, but there's just a lot to watch. So we're, we're not always going to be able to cover every show that Netflix puts out. I thought it was funny when we first started talking about this, I was like, hmm, maybe we should just cover original shows from, you know, Netflix and Amazon and Hulu. And you can't, you just can't. It's too much. You try to get me fired. <laughs> so and we're divorced. Gonna be- <laughs> yes, right. So we're just going to be sticking to Netflix shows now, but expect every two weeks on Monday, we'll get a new episode up. And if there's anything you'd like us to watch, that also gives us two weeks to watch shows. I can't always tell you that we're going to watch all the episodes, right? If it's the big flower fight, like I may drop out after four, <laughs> but you never know. You never know. At least that gives us the opportunity to, to talk about things. Three is the magic number, D. You get to three, then you make a decision. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So we will catch everyone real soon. And like I said, please help us out. You know, give us a review. Let us know what you think. Feel free to email us and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening, everyone. See you next time.